Hello and welcome to the Taste of Your Music podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. Quite often, Often my involvement in the Roots Music community affords me the opportunity to witness the launch of an artist that has the promise of a bona fide lyrical life. Forrest McCurran has that kind of potential with songs that can give you the spiritual and emotional reboot you may have difficulty achieving on your own. Stylistically, you'll hear a tip of the hat to the greats he mentions in this conversation. Prime, Dylan, Clark, Van Zant. Forrest sings of stories from waitresses, heartbroken high school football standouts, tattooed trailer park lovers, written for good people that are still trying to figure out if life is sweet or sour. His backing band, uh, The Daily Special, includes wife Margaret McCurran, a multi-instrumentalist that is as comfortable with drumsticks as she is with a fiddle bow, and with a voice that warmly complements Forrest's sound. As noted on their website, Margaret is the cold, refreshing light beer to Forrest's shot of whiskey like a piece of modern art at a county fair. They are complementary opposites. Rounding out the lineup is fellow Mid-Missourian Ryan Tannehill, also known as RT, on a very tasty-sounding Telecaster. They call it small-town soul, rural rock and roll. Catch them when you can, as I'm pretty sure the release of the debut effort Oh Me, Oh My is going to be their entry to a long and lyrical road around the world. Oh, and be sure to tell them your favorite joke. It may make it into the banter of a show near you. Enjoy this conversation with this cosmic troubadour from the heart of the heartland, Forrest McCurran. I'm here. You're here. (laughs) Loud and clear, despite the odds. Well, you know, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me today. I know that when you are ramping up for a CD release like this, you're just going every which direction and doing radio interviews and making sure the venue is up to speed and you've got all this posting that you have to do on social media. So it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, and I'm learning, Diana. I'm like the least... You know, I love being around people, but the phone and the computer stuff is really, I'm like a border collie who just drank a Red Bull. I'm <laughs> um, trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to sit down and gather my thoughts. But, uh, yeah, we're, it's, it's an exciting weekend and it's really good to be talking to you and thank you for having me and hello, Tasty Brew crew. Well, you know, you're so welcome, and Forrest has been on my radar for quite a while now, and it's been so lovely to watch the arc, you know, how you have progressed very quickly, you know, and become more, it seems more comfortable, you know, in your skin as a performer and, you know, doing the shows. You and Margaret have been out there working really hard, and the show that you did for the Heartland Song Network last, oh, a couple weeks ago at the Bloody Mary Morning Series at Mike Kelly's was just outstanding, and I had not seen, I had not seen you perform for a while, and it was, it was stunningly good. It was really a lot of fun. Well, something about the folks that the Heartland Song Network attracts um, is really conducive to uh, songwriters. And also, it's hard to beat Mike Kelly's on a, a nice Saturday at about 11 a.m. and there's breakfast tacos being served and, and it's sunny outside. And so all we had to do was turn it on and, and enjoy ourselves. So thank you for cultivating that community, Diana, because it really, I mean, that was... 
we loved the play, but that was a special show for sure. That was one that we were all buzzing about um, a couple days after. Well, for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with Forrest McCurran and the Daily Special and your your lovely wife, Margaret, that has such a stage presence in in her own right, what a great combination. Let's give uh, folks a little 411 on your your musical background and, you know, do you come from a musical family? Are you classically uh, trained or educated in any way in the ways of music? Well... The seeds were planted early. The the, the, the spirit of, of songs was planted early. My grandma, some of my first memories are of my grandma playing organ at uh, Prairie Chapel United Methodist Church in uh, Callaway County, Missouri. And Prairie Chapel is a great little congregation. And so she had a Hammond organ that she played there. I still think that Amazing Grace is probably the best written song of all time. And I, I love those gospel standards, well, the circle being broken, just a closer walk with the in the garden. And so I always, I grew up around it, and my mom listened exclusively to Willie Nelson growing up. I can still remember the first time I heard off of that Merle and Willie album, Poncho and Lefty. I remember hearing that song when I was like five. And then years later, when I started digging songwriters, realizing it was Towns Van Zandt, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> it felt pretty cosmic. And my dad was a great singer. He was the type of guy who had a really soulful way of speaking, and ladies would always compliment his singing at church. <laughs> but it wasn't until I played sports, like I come from a sports family mainly, and especially in Jeff City, the McCurns are known for football and track. <laughs> And I played soccer, and that's what took me to college. And that's where I met Margaret. So about my sophomore year of high school, my older brother, Matthias, he had taught himself guitar at 15, and he's an excellent guitar player. He actually uses the whole neck, unlike me. Gets his money's worth. learning guitar, and uh, I remember about a year into his playing, he played a song for us around the dining room table that he had written, and I was just blown away. And he introduced me to guys like... Springsteen, and he, we, we all knew Dylan, but then like Earl and Prine, of course, and, and digging into Christofferson. And so I was picking on guitar my sophomore year and then went abroad uh, to study my junior year. And just like, I think something about being away from home really allows you to get a good perspective on what you love about it. And I think that music, along with our motorcycles and movies, is uh, the USA's best exports. And so I was just listening to all these great songwriters and thinking about home and really feeling connected to it. And then I got back senior year and uh, met Margaret, <laughs> who she's classically trained. Like, she's been playing violin since she was four years old, play piano, also goes up and down the guitar better than I can, and, of course, is a great drummer. And I saw this beautiful lady and found out she played violin. And so I just threw myself into the fire and had no business playing with her. But I was like, hey, I play guitar, and I know of this one-room schoolhouse that's unlocked at all hours. And it's all wood and sounds good in there. And so I snuck in a little pint of something, and Margaret and I played If I Had a Boat by Lyle Lovett forever and ever, amen, because that was about the extent of my repertoire. First people I played with. It sounds to me like, number one, you were raised right. And number, <laughs> and number two, yeah. you, you know, the can, the canon of the the of the songwriters that you have latched on to, I guess maybe be a double-edged sword to try to live up to that standard, you know, of songwriting, but also to be inspired by them at the same time. So when did you actually start writing? Pretty much as soon as I learned, as soon as I started making chords. Yeah, I learned a couple of Dylan tunes, and then after that I was I was writing. It was, it was my early 20s. Yeah, it came pretty quick after. And Margaret, which what's cool is it's been so wonderful because she's been like a sounding board from the get-go. And she like, 
she'll remember those early songs that I just, you know, kind of got them out to get them out and then forgot about. But she can, she has a great recall for that. And she, she's kind of able to, uh, to remind me of some of those early ones. But that's always been, I've always loved writing. I loved recess and, and writing in school. Those were my two favorite <laughs> subjects. A lot of times I couldn't go out to recess, so I would write instead because I got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you're, you're doing what you were meant to do. Let's talk about this record. Is this officially your debut record? And where did you, where, where did you record it? How, how did it get into the ether? This is old number one. Which is a title I would have loved to use if Guy Clark didn't beat me by, you know, 40 years to it. But, yeah, this is the first go, which feels really lucky. Um, we went down to Norman, Oklahoma, and recorded at 115 Recording with Wes Sharon. And Wes has done some of my favorite albums with Turnpike Troubadours and John Fulbright. Oh, my God. And I, be- I-, I believe he did Parker Millsap's debut as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Those Oklahoma hitters. And also, that was... a. Uh, we had played the gospel lounge at Knuckleheads, and somebody, of course I knew those albums, but there was a, a man, who I wish I could remember his name, he just like, he mentioned Wes, and he knew his catalog of work, he, and he's like, you should. He just encouraged me to reach out to him. And we had demos. We had gone in with J.B. Moreland, who plays with Rex Hobart and the Misery Boys, and had Temple Sounds right across from Record Bar. Our friend John Barra, a great percussionist in town, had hooked us up with J.B. for a day. And so we had about four or five songs from that day. I just looked up Wes, sent him to Wes that same day Wes called me, and we talked for about three hours mainly about our grandpas and Little League baseball careers, and then about the songs. Wes was, he said, I have four days in November. Come down, and uh, let's see what we can do. And at the time, I was working in foster care, and Margaret was making cheese at Green Dirt Farm. And I mean, it feel, I feel so lucky to know him because the players he got to play on it and the time we did it and the kind of our budget, he was really a uh, advocate for what we were doing. And, you know, I think the product, I you know, Diana, I'm trying my hardest, but it's really, I'm the benefactor of just badass. Here's the thing. Um, I think you're one of those folks that have the, the luck, what I call the lucky pair of antenna. And they're, they're up and you're receptive to the stuff that's floating around in the ether and it comes through you and people understand that you have that gift and, and want to help you get it out there because for those of us who cannot write a song but can do our best to perhaps you know support you in some way we've got to have all those pieces of the puzzle put together so that <laughs> so that it can get out there in the ether because I do consider you guys first responders in, in every particular way do you like wow. do you like the recording process was it kind of alien to you or what did you like and dislike about it I love it so it turns out like I'm no virtue I do what I do on guitar you know I have my lane which I enjoy which is kind of that prime picking I use my thumb and an index finger and then just kind of bang out some rhythm but what I did learn which I'm proud of please welcome the next guest to Tasty Brew <laughs> <laughs> the world's worst bragger Forrest McKern <laughs> <laughs> uh, is I, I learned I don't have red light syndrome love to play songs and so like we were able to be very efficient and i was really proud to just be able to go in there and i come from people who are hard workers and it's like i I was like yeah let's just throw down as much as we can and it was fun to learn that like my playing didn't change on that type of situation where it's very zeroed in and there's a permanency and margaret really shines in the studio as well she has such an ear and then such an ability she's just a real jerk as far as being able to do so many different things is she Um, does she write no Diana, truth be told, I'm trying to play bass in <laughs> in Peaches, which is uh, the running name for Margaret's future band. <laughs> um, 
she's a, she's written you know some of the best love letters of all time in my opinion she's a beautiful rider she hasn't set, set down to ride I, she has every everything firing but she also cuts my hair and does all our graphic is, design so maybe i just need to pick up the slack yeah well you um, know all things all, more time all things in due time well let's talk about the songs that you chose to put on uh this particular debut record i've been reading great press and seeing, yeah. you know, some positive, positive feedback from this first record, which is must be very gratifying to read and to hear. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's it's really neat to see it go through other folks' filters and for people to take the time to sit down with the tunes and give them a chance. Um, it's really special because I think, you know, we're not the right catchy hooks or anything. I just want it to feel familiar and for folks to find some, you know, either get their blood going or find something hopeful or something familiar in it. And my favorite part about music is that human aspect. So, like, press is really neat for that reason because it's like people permanently say, like, I see this dude and I feel it. There's a connection. And that's what, you know, that's my favorite part is it feels like you make a new friend in it. And, you know, there's... And that way it, it, it lives in, a, in the ether a little bit. Well, I can tell as one who has a lot of content come to me every week in terms of one sheet, yeah. you know, one sheets and press releases and stuff like that. When I read press for a new album, I, I take it kind of with a grain of salt because there's a lot of smoke, you know, there's a lot of smoke. Yeah. But I, I feel like I can tell when someone is really being genuine about their appreciation for the art. And I think that uh, what I'm reading so far about this debut record is genuine, it's heartfelt, and, and it's the real deal. Well, let's talk about this show. When, when, where, the who, what, where, and when of this debut CD release uh, that's in your hometown down there? Well, the, uh, so we're kind of doing a double-sided we're uh, we're playing today for the this is a rescheduled show today for the YMCA down in Jeff City and they do a great job. They have this festival that goes towards sending kids to their camp and so they do it out at 63 Sports Complex which is right in the Missouri River bottoms. Actually on land my great grandpa met my great grandma owned from the river to the bluffs but like separate and they met on the fence line great grandpa saw uh, my great grandma riding her horse and he thought it was a really good looking horse <laughs> and so he <laughs> rode over and got to talking to her and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be we'll be playing down in those river bottoms and my dad's buried up on heart hill on the river bluff overlooking it so this got rescheduled from may so it feels also just special to to be playing in the hometown today but it's for the ymca sunday is the official debut album release party at uh, rose music hall in Columbia. And it'll be at Rose Music Park in their outdoor area. Doors are at 4. Show starts at 5 so that it's, you know, a nice Sunday, sunshine set. And we got the great Jake Stringer playing on that show, kicking things off. And I call Jake the Show Me State Shaman. He sings like uh, he's a thousand years old and just writes songs that are, you know, make you proud to, to be from the heartland. And uh, he just released a, a great tune called Lone Coyote or Lone Coyote. So listeners, I think, of your show would really like it. I'm making tunes. notes. I'm making notes as we speak. Yeah, you. Jake Stringer. He played drums for David Allen Coe back in the day as well, which is some good street cred. If you're just joining us, this is Forrest McKern from the heart of the heartland in mid-Missouri. <laughs> and uh, he plays Kansas City quite a bit, but he's making his debut. Uh, we've been playing some tunes off of this new record for the last month or so, however long you've been letting us, letting us do that. What is the best 
way for folks to access all things Forrest McCurran and the daily special? ForrestMcCurran.com, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-M-C-C-U-R-R-E-N.com. Margaret, again, coming through and, and, and made this website. Like I always say, I'm the least tech-savvy person born in the 90s, but she, she's got the tabs going for shows, all things daily special, and as of yesterday, we got a merchandise tab. So there, there's vinyls on there and CDs and Cuss Less, Kiss More t-shirts and uh, just a little knickknack about what we're doing. And we're getting a newsletter going as well. So if you if you like silly poems and uh, merry-go-round rants about <laughs> life, then then you might like that as well. Well, you know, you're you're writing. When I was talking to Wade Bowen a couple of weeks ago, there, when you're oh, killer. when you've got this portion of your time where you are releasing new music and you've been living with it for a while and, and got cogitating over it by the time it releases some folks have told me that they're they're kind of tired of playing the songs because there's been such a huge build-up to it but riding that wave right now are you going to be touring extensively in support of this record and what's the plan now what's the plan moving forward well we're we got this weekend and then we got i think eight shows out in colorado and then when we get back through september and in, into october we're kicking around missouri kansas arkansas and iowa kind of with like three or four show runs and then we're looking to uh fill out for november and december and we got some stuff coming up hopefully in the spring that i'll know more about soon um and not and that's just literally something i learned about yesterday but hopefully some some longer run trying to be a a silly tease but are you guys doing your own you're doing your own booking and publicity and everything everything's diy at this point that's right yeah so if anybody knows of the place or has a place, please reach out. <laughs> and because uh, we've been, we just got back from a Wyoming run. Um, and before that, we were up in in between playing um, Hartley and Song Network at the Mike Kelly's Bloody Mary Mornings. We were up in Minnesota. Um, and so I just haven't, again, that border collie energy. I just got to get myself to sit down and start hollering at folks in an email. So. What's the hardest part about being an independent artist right now in the Heartland? Uh, getting gigs on Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday gigs. I mean, the more adage, the more you work, the luckier you get. And I feel lucky that I think that's really reciprocated in the heartland. And I think our music is conducive to the folks here. I think the biggest thing is just like, and what is so beautiful about Heartland Song, Song Network is, try, excuse me, trying to cultivate just kind of that community of folks who see the, like you said, I forget what you said, it's like songs for you are where you turn to, you know, for some things. Right, right. It's like trying to give songs that, giving them that an importance in our culture and realizing that, you know, taking the time to listen to music, I think meditation's so important and breathing's important. I'm terrible at both of those things, but like the way that people pray and commune with something spiritual, I mean, I really believe that there's something bigger than we understand and good songs kind of can take you there and pull you out of the the weight of every day i mean days are hard but music can celebrate or communicate to us in a way that i think you miss if you're just going to work and eating dinner and and watching tv shows and again it's that human connection that's so important i think finding those communities is hard as sky smead says i don't want to live in a world without music i mean i certainly don't Um, and like i said coming from someone who can't write and is always looking for that next best song to address whatever it is I'm feeling is or dealing with as a human being. Uh, it's so important. And as we 
learned during the pandemic, music yes. is, is so, so important when we weren't able to go out to shows anymore and our favorite artists weren't able to tour and not able to not able to make a living, you know, and had to shift and pivot and figure out how to do streaming and and all this kind of stuff. I, I just I'm such a fan of you and Margaret, and I wish you uh, nothing but the best with this new release. And uh, I thought what I would do is uh, play the tune Denver um, cool. from from the record uh, after we say goodbye here. What what would you like to tell us, or what can you tell us about this tune that we're going to hear, Denver? There's a there's a story I always tell at live shows, but the abbreviated version is it goes out to anybody who got tattooed before they were 15. And I think it's really, you know, I'm a terrible texter and phone caller, but I love to spend time with my friends and family. And it's kind of those moments where you get to reconnect with with old friends and realize how special they are to you. And that there's really nothing better than getting together. And that, again, that human connection, it's like you're talking about during the pandemic. And, you know, I think as a people, we need to remember that we need to say, you know, make friends in the grocery store and say hi to our post man or post woman and check in on our neighbors and make sure you're talking to, to your people and, and get together. It's so important to begin together. We keep each other honest, and it takes every single one of us to keep this big, goofy ball of clay turning around. Yeah, uh, it's uh, about going to see your old friends. <laughs> I concur. I concur. I really, really do. Well, thank you so much for spending some time. I know you've got a busy, busy weekend planned, and we really look forward to you coming to back Kansas City. And for all things Forrest McCurran, it's ForrestMcCurran.com? Yeah, that's it. And Forrest has two R's as does McCurry. Yes. And uh, give our regards to Ms. Margaret, and we'll see you soon. Best of luck this weekend. This is Denver. Thanks, Forrest. Thank you, Diana. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dancing downtown He stopped in his tracks when he saw her Moving to the Motown sound They'd grown up together Running around the playground The trailer park kids Two of a feather Till she got sent to her grandma's house And he needs an alternator A shave and new shoes But he'll worry about all that later right now there's just one thing to do they got matching tattoos and they were just 15 so he walks up taps her shoulder and rolls up his sleeve what took so long where you been i've been missing you my old He's not worried about 
So what took so long?